All right, Ulysses, it's uh, seemingly a annual tradition for the Locked on Rays podcast, the What We're Thankful For episode on Thanksgiving Day. So depending on whether you've eaten or not, unbuckle your pants or maybe just get ready for Thanksgiving meal by listening to this episode, which starts right now. You are Locked on Rays. Your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making our podcast your very first listen every day. If you get a chance, subscribe to that YouTube channel of ours at Locked On Rays. And can listen to and subscribe to all of, uh, well, our podcast on all podcasting platforms as well, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever your preferred method is, check us out there. Also, we're on social media at Locked on Rays on Twitter and Instagram and send us those mailbag questions. We will compile them and file them LockedOnRays at gmail.com. All right, Ulysses, without further ado, let's get right into it. The What We're Thankful For episode and uh, what we're thankful for involving the Tampa Bay Rays, baseball in general, whatever it may be. Uh, kind of the, the layout of this episode will be what you're thankful for as a Rays baseball fan, what I'm thankful for as a Rays baseball fan. And then we have uh, quite a few listener comments uh, on the topic as well. So let's get right into it. What are you thankful for? as a raised baseball fan. Uh, I, I got to say, I think I might have used this one, but it's never, you, you can repeat it as many times as you can and you want mm-hmm. because you can never take this for granted. Be, being a fan of a competitive team. And I want to preface this by saying, just because I am critical of of moves, of of situations, of whatever situations that may happen on and off the field regarding the Tampa Bay Rays. I think that's healthy. I don't think we should be here like seals clapping everything that then, then, you know, there's other avenues that do that. This, this one doesn't. Um, But having said that we might be critical, but it's so rewarding to be a fan of a team that ultimately will be in, in the fight. For, for what you want, you know, which is October baseball, which is the playoffs, which is hopefully a World Series uh, trophy. Yes. Th- this, this, this organization has done its best by putting really smart and capable people at the front office. The ownership, although kind of stingy with the, um, with, with the payroll and, and, and all of that, has had some, uh, I believe, a longer leash lately. Uh, since 2019, they've kind of like let in a, a, a little bit more of, okay, we, we can go there. We can extend that person. We can go after that uh, that free agent. Might not always get them, but it shows the intent is there, which is right. nice to see. Then that ownership might have those negatives attached to them, but they also have the positives of letting people that do their, that know what they're doing do it. They don't micromanage. It seems like Stu Sternberg just puts capable people 
at the helm at the front office. And those people also put capable other human beings in their uh, respective roles and then, then let them do their job. And I think that is how you see such a great corporate culture um, that kind of radiates through, throughout um, the whole organization. So that is my biggest takeaway of why I'm thankful of being a, a race fan. Yeah. And a couple of things with that, um, there's always something that we can nitpick or be critical of until the Rays won, win their first World Series championship in their franchise history. And two, when they, you know, unless they start winning World Series championships every single year, I think there's always something that we can focus on and criticize and say this could have been or should have been done better. But I'm glad that you gave a little shout out to the ownership. It all starts at the top. And look, we all make fun of Stu Sternberg and uh, poo-poo some of his uh, moves and maneuvers since uh, being the uh, principal owner and being extremely rich and all that. But there's a lot worse professional sports owners out there, a lot worse. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, being competitive year in and year out consistently year in and year out counts for something. Uh, five straight winning seasons counts for something, uh, winning or, or making seven playoff appearances since 2010 counts for something being the fourth most winningest ball club since 2010 counts for something behind just the Dodgers. Look at their payroll beside uh, behind just the Yankees. Look at their payroll behind the Cardinals. Look at their payroll. After that, it's the Rays. The Rays are above the Braves, the Red Sox, the Guardians, the Giants, the Brewers, the Nationals since 2010 in wins, winning percentage. Pretty remarkable. It's remarkable. And I I think some people might hear this and be like, wow, so you're just thankful that they just make it to October and never win. Like these people are the ones I want to just like, you know, just touch, let them touch grass because this is commendable. It is commendable. Yeah. It sucks to be swept uh, 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 in the wild card series and and not have basically any type of, of semblance of an offense, but Tell, t- tell that to, what, 18 other fan bases? I mean, talk to a Detroit Tigers fan, or mm-hmm. rather listen to a Locked on Tigers podcast for one session, and you'll be like, wow, I'm really thankful I am not a Tigers fan because they haven't seen a semblance of a playoff since, like, 2014. Since we were still in college, Kevin. Since yeah. we were still in college. We didn't have a diploma, and the Tigers, was that was the last time that they went uh, uh, to the playoffs. Like that's how is that any type of fun to be a fan of, of those types of organization? Uh, I, I am thankful for all of the, the cons and the blemishes that we will never stop highlighting. I will still, you know, show up and, and say that I am thankful for it and, and yeah. happy to be in this, you know, fandom um, than in others. And again, probably one of those cons that we can go back to, again, this is a what we're thankful for episode, is the maybe disparity or the lack of playoff series wins in comparison to the amount of times that the Rays have made the playoffs uh, going back to their, you know, the when the franchise started winning ball games and went from the devil Rays to the, the Rays, And then of course the, the number of world series titles, which is a big goose egg as of right now. And um, again, I think, I think it still counts for something. The, the amount of winning seasons and amount of winning seasons in a row and making the playoffs. Now it might lose a little bit of its luster 
now that we have expanded playoffs, but it's still an important thing. It's still, uh, it, it's still not easy to do. Again, like you mentioned, look at a, a franchise like the Tigers. Look at a, a franchise like the Pirates. Look at a franchise like the Rangers over the last several years. Like, go, go listen to some of the, those Locked On podcasts. They're, and it's not and, fun and, for them. No, it's not fun. And they have to even like a Pirates podcast. Like, are you kidding? Like, imagine how what the mental gymnastics are to cover the Pittsburgh Pirates. Just, just, just. For yeah. 30 seconds, try to think like how boring and difficult it could be to do that job. We don't, yeah. we have an entertaining team. We have an organization that keeps on going that has new ideas at, at the frontier. Like, I cannot imagine what they're going to try to do to loophole their way yes. into shifting. Like, the two outfield man is coming. Joey Gallo steps in the box uh, against the Rays because hopefully he's not a Ray. Uh, and I'm sure that we're going to cover that at some point. Yes. But it's going to be so fun to still play mind games against Joey Gallo and putting, you know, the left fielder as, as a right short field stop. You know, like it, yes. it, it'll be fun to see those things and you're going to see it with the Rays. So, again, I'm really thankful to, to, to be part of this, this fandom that um, – is experiencing a lot of winning lately and hopefully more winning to come. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. It's where you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Football, basketball, soccer, esports, it is all covered at BetOnline.net. It is, as you should know by now, the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head over to the website today, or use that mobile device of yours to learn more. Bet online. It is where the game starts. So, yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. A couple quick things is uh, the Rays certainly keep, and this isn't necessarily what I'm thankful for per se, but I think it all ties into uh, it is an organization that thinks outside the box is they'll make a trade or a signing or an acquisition and it'll be like head scratcher. This is a team that is always consistently, constantly making moves, which makes yes. our episodes very easy at times. So that is nice. I'll just throw that out there. Speaking of moves, um, one thing that I really appreciate and I'm thankful for the Rays. And again, I know in comparison to other franchises, it may not uh, mean or count for as much as what they're investing in their players, but I do appreciate that the Rays are throwing out and extending guys the likes of Wander Franco, the likes of Tyler Glass now, despite how short it may be, Brandon Lau, Manny Margot. It seems like there's been more of those uh, increased, I guess, investments in, in players like that. So we at least have an idea of, okay, this is going to stick around for a little bit. Wander Franco is not going to be traded. Not going to be traded tomorrow. Brandon Lau is not going to be traded tomorrow. We don't think. Uh, Manny Margot is not going to be traded tomorrow, and that gives me hope. And um, and the idea that maybe there's a, a a next guy on the come up. Is it Shane McClanahan that's going to get extended? Is it you know it, it just fill in the blank of of who that next guy could be? Could it be Randy for a a shorter term deal? Could it be a Jeffrey Springs? Whatever it may be. So I just like that. Really, my point is that, yes, in comparison to other franchises, not as much money, but they are starting to throw money around, we've seen over the last year, two years. No, and I, I think the Rays have a reputation, which, again, they've self-garnered that the turnover is immense. 
and you know to some extent you 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 can that, that's it's it's true you know if you, yeah. if you look at that uh, let's say that 2020 World Series roster. How many Rays players are still with the team? I, I would say no more than eight. No more than eight. Uh, so you could say, okay, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a lot. But the ones that remain, Kevin. I mean, if you were a smart fan, and um, there are plenty of those in, in, in Rays fandom, and you like that Tyler Glass now Archer deal, you might have gotten yourself a Glass now jersey in 2018. And guess what? You would have had it for a long time now. If you like yeah. that Yandy Diaz trade in 2019, well, guess what? You would have had that jersey for a while now. So Brandon Lau, same thing. He came up in 2018. The guys that are still there, you know, they have been there for, for a minute. Even G-Man Choi, who even mm-hmm. with the Rays was a role player, was there for four years. So I, I maybe it's my Ray's biased opinion that four years is like, oh man, that's a lot of time. I think four years is a chunk, man, because yeah. a lot of major leaguers don't even get four years in the show. Right. And I also forgot to mention, I know it's not necessarily long-term contract extensions by any means, but going out and okay, it's going to cost you a little money to acquire Nelson Cruz. It's going to cost you a little money to acquire a David Peralta going out and signing Brooks Raley, going out and signing Corey Kluber, going out and signing Chris Archer, whether it works out or not. So at least it's a little something, something here and there. And maybe and they were in on the Freddie Freeman sweepstakes as well. They struck out, but they were still very close to that finish line there where, you know, a couple years ago, never in, in a million years would we thought that or expected that. So that's one thing I'm thankful for. One other thing that I want to mention that I'm thankful for real quickly. So I am uh, in the Midwest area this past weekend. I went to an Indianapolis Colts game at Lucas oil stadium. And uh, I was uh, very excited about going to that stadium again. It had been a very long time since I did that. They do have a retractable roof. The roof was closed because it was freezing outside, and it just uh, reinforced my belief that, um, yes, I know it's difficult and it's tough to navigate getting in and getting out of the trop, and it maybe looks ugly from the outside and or the inside, depending on who you talk to, but uh, it is it is nice to have that climate-controlled environment arena stadium uh april may sure it it would be nice to have some outdoor ball games but once june july august september hits and you have the rainy season and the thunderstorm season and the lightning season i mean uh florida that time of year in the middle of the summer it's basically like oregon in terms of rainfall so uh while i'm freezing cold where i'm located at right now it gave me a greater appreciation for the climate controlled sports venue. So I am thankful for the TROP and I hopefully will be thankful for that new stadium that may or may not have a retractable roof and has to have some sort of uh, covered area there. So I'm just going to throw that out there. I could never, I, I, I can do warm weather. I can do, I can do hot weather. I can't do rain. I can't do freezing cold. So I'd be a terrible Packers fan. I'd be a terrible Bills fan. I'd be a terrible Denver Broncos fan, or you can turn it to uh, MLB teams, uh, you know, in, uh, you know, Chicago in April or Boston or New York in April. So um, that's, that's kind of my point is that uh, I like watching a ball game indoors now. Yeah, I mean, it's always nice to to know what you're going to be expecting there uh, at the Trop, and I don't care, you know, people that that dunk on it. I I've 
I, I think one day I will make up a chart flow uh, yeah. for the people that like uh, the trop and people that don't like the trop. If you don't like the trop, you probably are not a race fan or you've never lived, you've never been there or you've never lived in Florida. Right. And you don't understand. I, I think how. the other thing too, I think the other thing too with that, you bring up a great point is a lot of the dunking on the trop, which is a great, great uh, word phrase there. It's a lot of media types, a lot of media folks that all they know and all they do is watch and cover games from a locker room and a press box. They're not in that environment per se of sitting and being alongside the fan base. So it doesn't matter if they're in a rainy environment, a snowy environment, a warm environment, a cold environment. They have the comforts of their press box uh, to, to, you know, to uh, look down upon everybody else, I guess, as opposed to if you actually had to deal with um, the, whatever the uh, uncomfortable conditions are. Astute point, Mr. Weiss. Uh, I, I, I follow a few beat writers and the only one that I've actually seen talk um, good things about the trop was uh, surprisingly enough, a Red Sox uh, beat writer, Mm. Pete Abraham, who said it has one of the best, working views for a beat writer is the trop he likes the fact that it's always 72 degrees it's it's nice and it's again it's the most beautiful warehouse where major league baseball is played uh so yeah if they're if you're dunking on the trop uh you've probably never lived in in florida in in and you don't know the weather you don't even probably know what love bugs are and if you're listening to this podcast you know what love bugs are well good for you Good for you. Yeah, it's uh, it's not great. So I love the fact that you're saying that you're thankful for it. I think a lot yes. of race fans, even though we want that Ebor slash downtown stadium, I think those who really appreciate what it's like to be at 72 degrees on July 18th, uh, really exactly know what you mean. No sunburns, no love bugs, no mosquitoes, uh, no getting struck by lightning. It's uh, it's definitely appreciated for sure. Uh, no rain right, delays. Let's mo- no rain delays either. Hello. Yeah. No rain delays. <laughs> yeah. Every you know, once in a blue moon, there's a power outage, but you can't really. <laughs> that would happen with an outdoor ballpark too. But yes, the rain delays really, really are a damper and and a suck as well. So um, that is something that uh, thankfully. Um, race fandom has not had to deal with and in the opposition too i think they appreciate not having to sit through and deal with rain delays especially if they're trying to uh, get out of dodge to their uh to their next uh place same thing for the rays as well um all right uh, let's move along here and get to some thankful comments from listeners out there uh time mccann says I'm thankful we have a baseball se- uh, baseball team that we can root for, baseball seasons despite pandemics and lockouts, and a team that is anything but boring or uninspired. They reminded us baseball is fun, and even when they're counted out, they continue to have success. Raise up. Very good point from time again. I totally forgot. Honestly, I've the lockout to me, I don't know, maybe I moved past it pretty quickly and wasn't following the, the, the day-to-day coverage of all that extremely close but i almost have totally like gotten the lockout out of my mind and brain especially with the rule changes coming about like i I think you know that at least we've had a a season where there's been um, enough divergence from having to discuss the lockout again that's because we 
cover this organization, this team. And yeah. there are always things to talk about. And I think we've we've gotten really good feedback, not only from how we dealt with the lockout, which we really put a, a lot of a focus on on interviews with players and, and with other personalities. And, and, and that went really well. And we got really good positive feedback from them, which, by the way, they're on YouTube. They have their own playlist, so you can definitely go check mm -hmm. them out. But we also got really good feedback from when we were in, in a pandemic and there was no baseball. And we have a, yeah. a, a quite a few loyal listeners that caught on to us during the pandemic. And we try to keep keep the content going and and in a fun manner so I, i think that's just again being thankful that we are in this particular fandom where a lot of new things happen arginus rashad says first and foremost i'm thankful because we had a baseball season after it was in jeopardy since last year's and also i'm thankful for all the Rays fans i got to meet and interact with here this year If you're reading this, yeah, it's you. Y'all are awesome. Thank you. Uh, Chris Snyder says, Yandy Diaz. Of course, we are very appreciative for Yandy Diaz and his offensive output and 400-plus on base percentage. Uh, I think definitely, uh, without argument, the offensive MVP for the Rays this past year. And then uh, Brian Kim says, we just need news. Last year at this time, we extended Wander Franco in the past we've been busy so we need moves then i'll be thankful okay interesting so brian kim is uh waiting on his uh on his giving thanks here which by the way before we uh end this episode kind of tying off on that uh ulysses do you have a prognostication on what you think or what you expect the next big move for the rays will be will it be some sort of trade will it be a free agent acquisition um some other type of movement. So I guess maybe something with the stadium, perhaps. Uh, you, you caught me. You, you know that I've been saying off camera and on camera that um, I do believe we're going to get kind of a major headline on the stadium before December 31st. Uh, I know mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the clock is ticking uh, as we're recording this on November 23rd. Um, it's, um, It's getting close, so maybe I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fall short on that. But I still I, I'm gonna put my green skittles uh, on the fact that we're going to get a major headline on the stadium situation. Um, hopefully, it'll be a good headline, and and we can all kind of have that as a a New Year's Eve uh, present for 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 race fans. But I also I we I'm going to lump you in on, on this being thankful. Um, Thank you, Locked On Race listeners and 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 watchers of this uh, uh, you know program on YouTube. There are now 517 subscribers on YouTube. Like that's in, that's insane. Like that is so 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 very cool. And we thank each and every one of you for just taking the 30 minutes every day yes. to catch up on on your favorite team um, through us, through our uh, news, their games recaps, our our fun content, our, our name that war, our baseball trivia, our Fridays with Evan Klosky, our, mm -hmm. you know, my, my rants, my venting rants that go off for yes. five minutes. And, and Kevin just has to kind of, you know, bite his tongue a little bit. Like I am thankful for all of you. Uh, and I know that Kevin is as well, that you guys spend your 30 minutes or so uh, with us uh, as much as you do. We're really thankful for that. 
Absolutely. Very well put. And I'll also add this going back just uh, to your prior point there. Um, as far as a big, uh, possibly big news related to the stadium or otherwise, it would be very, very on brand for the Rays to have some sort of big development on a holiday, whether it is Thanksgiving, whether it is New Year's Eve, whether it is Christmas Eve, whether it is Christmas Day, or even the day after Christmas. There always seems to be something major that happens. I don't know if it's going to be stadium related. I don't know if it's going to be a big blockbuster trade or a free agent acquisition, uh, but something I, a little birdie tells me that um, something's going to disrupt the holidays, maybe in a good way or not so good way. Uh, I, I just know that's that's been something that's happened previously with this organization. December 27th, I believe, of 2020 was the Blake Snell trade. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I remember we were taking some time off, but we had to record because obviously when, when your Cy Young Award winner uh, leaves, you, 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 you probably should record. So yeah, I wouldn't put it past uh, them to, to do that. And hopefully it'll be a good news uh, kind of yeah. situation. Um, as of this recording, uh, Mark Topkin has not tweeted in 21 hours. So uh, maybe hmm. he's uh, compiling Don't. something. Look, you know, he, he's getting Don't. ready for that, that, that big move right now. You know, it's, it's been very, very light the last couple of days. So Maybe yes. he's priming for something. You never know. We'll see. Um, in the meantime, thank you. Thank you for making the Locked on Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on Sports Today podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we will talk to you tomorrow.